All right. Are you ready for family series? We chose the name for our family series this year, This Is Us. This Is Us. You may or may not be familiar. Thank you guys so much. You may or may not be familiar with the television program that's on, that's on, uh, on TV right now. But we get the theme, we get, we get our theme from not the television program, but from lots of scripture that we've been reading and mulling over. This Is Us. We're going to go through a process in the next few weeks this process of, process of learning what it's like to be family. What is family like? What is the purpose of family? We're going to go from today's sermon title is This Is Me. Say, This Is Me. Point to yourself. So for the next 30 or 40 minutes, we're just going to be talking about you. Just you. Just you. And over the next week on Wednesday night, Wednesday night is a must to be at. You need to be here on Wednesday nights. Because we're going to be really developing who you are, you as a person. Every family, every marriage, every relationship starts with you. So you are the most important person in the relationship. And if you change, if you're developed, every relationship around you will go well. But if you are underdeveloped, if you don't know who you are, what you're capable of, your gifts, your calling, your reason, then all your relationships will be in upheaval all the time. Right? So we need to discover who we are. Then we're going to move to this is we. Who is we? Now that I'm connected to someone, what are we like? And then this is us. What's, what's it like for me and my family or me and my, however my family's put together? How do we associate with people outside our family? How do we become part of the bigger community called the human race? And then lastly, we're going to figure out how we in that community, whether it's our church or whatever we're associated with, how do we impact the world around us with all of that coming together. So it's going, to be, it's going to be an amazing time. So today, say it with me. This is me. This is me. This is me. How to and how do I identify myself in Christ? How do I find myself in him? I have a great story that I want to read to you from, and then I just want to talk to you this morning. All right? Is it all right? Our relationships are very important. But none of our relationships are more important than you yourself. You yourself. You're the foundation for everything. Hey, Callie, good to see you. Uh, you are the foundation for everything. Everything, 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 everything. You're the cornerstone for it. And once you realize that you're the cornerstone for everything that happens in your life, you will do something that most Christians don't believe you're supposed to do, and that is work on yourself. <laughs> Genesis 28, and, and as we walk through this, I'm going I'm to read a bit of scripture. Is that all right? I, I go a lot of places now, and people don't, they, in church, they don't like scripture trying to figure out what's going on. People's like, they like a Reader's Digest story and 
about three points. I don't know how to do that. I love this word. Genesis, Genesis 28, 1 through 2, all right? And we're just going to keep reading through these, sweetheart. You got me back there? We're just going to read through them, and then there are some things that I want to talk to you about at the end. Read it with me. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, watch this, you shall not take a wife from the daughters. Drop the book. Let's go home. You shall not take a wife of the daughters of Laban. Keep reading now. Arise, go to Pandandaram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the Make a note right there. Make a note right there, but we'll come back to it in just a moment. Make a note right there. Don't take a wife from among the Gentiles. Don't take a husband from among the Gentiles. Don't take a spouse from among the Gentiles. Go back to your family, people who were raised like you, people who think like you, We're not talking about skin color. We're not talking about nationality. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who think like you, who are raised like you, who believe what you believe. Right? Go back to your brother's house and choose a wife from there. Got more to say about that in a minute. Is that all right? Okay. Let's go to Genesis 28, the 10th verse. Let's breeze through these. Let's breeze through these verses. Ready? Now Jacob went out to Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he laid down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached the heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham your... See, just take notes of this. Abraham your father. But we all know that Isaac was his father. So when you see father's house or your go marry your brother, people ask me questions. So Jacob married his, his first cousin? No. When we say father, it simply means your people. Tell your neighbor, your people. That's, that's all it means. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your people. It's your people who love Jesus, who are full of the Holy Ghost, who, who think, believe, and see the world the way you do. All right? Get it? Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and the south, and in you and in your seed, all, he doesn't have family yet. He's not married yet. He has no children. But here's the promise. Behold, I am, read it, you need to read this part. Behold, read it, I am with you and will keep you 
It doesn't matter where you go. I will keep you wherever you go. And what? I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you. Tell somebody that. I, he will not leave you. He will not leave you until he has done what he has spoken. God will not leave your family until he does in your family what he has promised to do in your family. About 12 of y'all will stand up on your feet and say, I know what he's talking about. I know exactly what he is talking about. There can be times in your family and you just like, Lord Jesus, <laughs> is this ever going to happen? Am I ever going to see it? Am I ever going to witness it? Get so close and almost that you can taste it and grab onto it and it slips out of your hand. God says, I'm not going to leave you till I do it. I'm not going anywhere till I do this in your life. So all I want you to do is you don't go nowhere till I do it. I said I was going to breeze through this. So surely the Lord, Jacob woke up from sleep. He woke up from sleep. There are so many destinies and so many families in this room. I'm standing here, and in the spirit, I, I don't just see your faces. I see, I see legacy and future and so many things that God has told you he's going to do in your family. Some of it looks impossible right now. Some of it, some of the promises have almost worn you out. Can become heavy to carry. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when God makes a promise to you, it's not just about you. It's about everybody who's with you. When ain't nobody with me now, everybody's with you now. Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I didn't know it. I didn't, dis I didn't discern that he was here. I didn't know. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. There's no building here. He's in the desert with a rock for a pillow. But he says... This place is awesome. It is the house of God. Then he rose early. He finished his sleep, rose early in the morning, took the stone that was by his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on it, on the top of it. And here it goes. He called the name of the place Bethel. But the name of that city has been Luz previously. He just changed the whole name of the city. Read this now. Then Jacob made a vow. Here we go saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be 
The Lord will be my God. Last verse. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give you a tenth. I have been studying this verse for over 20 years to find out what the house of God is. But while I was reading it like I do once a week all the time, God says, I want to show you something that I've been doing in your life and I've been doing in many lives. This whole scripture is about Isaac sending his son on the search for a wife. This is about the nation that's going to be built called Israel in which he will eventually have 12 sons and a daughter. So God is giving him now instructions. So whether you're married or not, engaged or not, single and you want to be married or whatever status you're in, for the next few minutes, I only want you to think about you. If you're not married yet, write this down. Get your husband or your wife from your people. <laughs> now, let me, let me help you because I used to not have to explain this, but I got to now. It's the climate we live in. I'm not telling you to choose somebody because you white from your white people. Or you're black, choose somebody from your black people. Or you come from a particular nation to choose people from that nation. I'm saying don't choose, don't choose somebody even if they're from your race when they're in the club. <laughs> Go and look, I mean, even, <laughs> even if you don't know how to do church, When it's time for you to settle down, when it's time for you to get your life right, get your life right, get saved, get yourself cleaned up, and go to church. Do not choose your spouse, Damon, Shifan. Do not choose your spouse. They met in the club. Don't choose your spouse. <laughs> it worked out okay, though. See, but what, this is, this is what I'm saying. From your people, if I can use them as an example, I won't say the name anymore because we're people. Are but but what, what he didn't know, she may have been there, but she's the son of a preacher man. Running from God, full of God, full of destiny, full of calling. So that's just the way it happened. But now for you, it might not work out that way. So who are your people from your people? Who believes like you believe? Who thinks like you think? Who has the same experience with God? Who has the same love for God? Who has the same, who has been, who has been raised in a situation where the men have loved their wives? 
Who has been raised in a situation where she's been taught and she loved, she's been taught by other women how to be powerful and strong and still loving? You, you got to go to your people to find the right If you don't, you end up marrying somebody and you spend your life, you spend your whole life training them. Talking them into coming to church. Talking them into loving God. Talking them into being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Talking them into tithing. Talking them into serving. Now you, now you fight. You can't get anywhere because now you're trying to convince this person to love God. Find them, find them worshiping at the altar. Find them serving somewhere in a church. In a church? Yes. Jacob, Jacob, tell your neighbor, find them from your people now. I have to think before I say something, but uh, uh, ooh wee. The, 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 the people you see other places in the back in the corner in the dark, don't nobody know them. No, no, nobody, nobody with them really knows them. You want to go somewhere where they go all the time. And it's not a place for just dancing and feeling good. It's a place of challenge. I'm getting to that in a minute. So somebody can say to you, hey, how are you? And you can ask. This is the question you ask, right? Before people get married, they always ask this question. As soon as they can sit down with mama, grandmama, auntie, or sister, brother, they say, what was he like when he was a boy? What was she like when she was in high school? Because you want to hear from someone who knows them and understands them to their core. Right? And if you, if you, if you go, I can't read this one because it was rough. Because uh, Jacob's mama in the mother, Jacob's mother in the 27th chapter said to Isaac, these, these heath women, she said, they wearing me out. I'm tired of these women. They're not good for our son. Esau doesn't marry two of them. Both these women giving him hell. And now Jacob is ready to get married. She said, these women are wearing me out. Because if, y'all hang on with me now. Because if, if you go get someone who doesn't think like you do about money, who doesn't think like you do about purity, who doesn't think how you think about raising children. Now you got a house full of a mess. All I'm going to say about that. And no, let me ask you a question. You're married to him now, and no, you cannot take him back. You cannot take him back to the club and drop him off. Okay. 
No, you're going to have to work with what you got. If you're going to choose a wife, if you're going to choose a husband, you're better off choosing from among the right place and the right type of people. Next. Jacob says, I went to sleep here, and in my sleep, you showed me who I really am. My father told me that I was a son of promise. I stole the blessing and tricked my brother out of the birthright. And now you're talking to me about the greatness of my life. You're going to give me this whole land. You're going to give me this everything. Here is what I want you to understand. Regardless to how you feel or think, the church is the place where you see all you're supposed to be. Jacob said, I didn't know, I'm going to build a house of God here, but I didn't know you were, you should write this down. People don't know what church really is. And Jacob is telling us what church really is. Church is really the place, if I'm a single man, if I'm a married woman, if I'm a foster parent with three children, if I've adopted, if I... No matter what my family looks like, I don't just come to church to say I come to church. I come to church to try to figure out who I really am. I come to church so I can be encouraged and reminded God's going to give you this land. God's going to open this door for you. God's going to multiply you. God's going to take you from here to there. This is where I hear that from. I can't hear that on a soccer field. I can't hear that anywhere else. Church was designed so that I, Jacob says, so that I could find out what promises are really mine. And if you're a single man, can I talk to single men? Can I talk to unmarried men? If you believe you're a man of destiny, if you believe you're a man of calling, if you believe that you're a man that God's going to use to raise a great family and do some great things in the earth, you need to be planted in church. It needs to be your priority. Because Jacob says it's the only place where you can get where you can go to sleep and wake up and have a dream. Church is the place of dreams for young men. It is the place where we discover without a preacher in praise and worship, our eyes are open. We start to dream again. We start to think again. We start to see what's available for us. I love watching, I love watching football at every level. I don't get to watch a whole game. It lasts too long. Shoot, the games last longer than church. I can't endure I don't know. I don't know how people do it. I don't know. They, they get set up for it. They dress for it. The toilet says what the team is. 
it's, it's 24 hours of one game. I don't, I don't, it's so much. I, I try to figure it out. Pastor, you want to come to our Super Bowl game? No, it's, it's six hours. I can endure six-hour church service because I don't see church like most people. I come to church to be with God. I come to church to open my mind and open my spirit. I come to church to get ideas. I come to church to be with other people who are stretching and growing and hearing from God. And we will be in the next few weeks making sure we're meeting with our men on a constant basis and encouraging our young men. Because, listen, when you think God is good enough, you think you've seen all the... See, God doesn't just stop, brother. God doesn't just stop at showing you the dream. He's not going to leave your life until he fulfills the dream that he has given you. Especially when it seems impossible. So church is where you see who you really are. My daddy told me, but now I have a dream where I'm seeing God and he's telling me, and here's the issue. I didn't know I get that at church. Church can be on the back burner. It can be down on my priority list because I didn't know that's why church was designed. That on my journey to find a wife, on my journey to find a life, church is where I interface with God. Church is where I hear definitely what he has for me. I don't have to hear from you or someone else. I don't have to look at a paycheck and let it define me. I have something deeper. I have a deeper revelation of what God wants to do with me and my family. But I didn't know it. So here's, here, here's the innuendo. Here, here's the innuendo in the, in, in the scripture, in the Hebrew. The next thing is that once you realize what God wants for you, it becomes a mirror. And now you see how bad you are. Jacob says, Jacob says, God has prophesied to me about what I'm going to get. And he's squinting and preparing for, but you stole the birthright from your brother. You and your mama tricked your father. God never says it. But Jacob sees it. I'll prove it to you in a minute. The church is not just the place where you get God's promises. The church is the place where you see yourself. People don't like to see themselves. They much prefer blaming others. Say it out loud with me with a little bit of attitude. Little bit of attitude. Whatever attitude looks like from your culture, put some attitude in these words. Here are the words. Don't marry nobody, don't marry nobody. That, don't that don't know themselves. You don't want to get hooked up with anybody that can't laugh at themselves. Or say, now that was dumb right there what I just did. That, that didn't make no sense. <laughs> I ain't never going to do that no more. You don't ever marry somebody, it ain't never their fault. It ain't never, they ain't never done, they ain't never done nothing wrong. It's all you. It's all you. It's never their fault. It's all you. If you would just change, then you change. They don't change. Still something wrong with you. Can I tell you something? There ain't nothing wrong with you, and there ain't nothing wrong with them. There's something wrong with both of you.
And the problem is, I can't work on changing her. It's not my job. And when she tries to change me, that just don't work real well. Maybe it works well for y'all. I see these brothers. Can I come here for a minute? I, I see these brothers of all cultures and of all races. I see them when they first get married. Because, see, you get married as two. And then at the altar, the preacher says, now you're one. In the next seven days, you're going to find out which one you are. <laughs> it ain't going to take long. Oh, yeah. Soon as the honeymoon night is over, somebody going to start to take over this, this here thing. Some, in seven days, somebody going to be in charge of this marriage. So I watch, the, I, watch these, I watch these young fellows when they get married. I watch them. I watch them. And I'm like, I'm watching. And, and, I, and I see them saying, yes, dear. You, you know, yes, dear. They just say, well, you know, a happy wife is a happy life. They say stupid stuff like that. <laughs> oh, the women are like, that is true. It ain't true. It's a lie. It's a lie. Ain't no man in here can make his wife happy. So, uh, <clears throat> So don't marry a man to be happy. Because, girl, that man already got a full-time job. I watch him, and uh, I watch them try to get along and start burying themselves. And start changing things they really like about themselves to fit into this relationship. And then no one understands why eventually the man just starts looking for outlets. Because he, he's never been able to be himself. Now, am I saying it's just, no, it happens the opposite way too, right? Ladies, y'all let me off the hook. Y'all like, hold up, Pastor, what you doing? It, 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 it happens both ways. But most of the time now. So, once I see the possibilities... Now, like Jacob, I see, how in the world are you going to give me a great life? I just tricked my father. I lied to Isaac. I put on sheepskin to trick him into thinking I was Esau. And now you're talking to me about promise? I'm going to prove it to you in just a minute. You're talking to me about promise, and now I see myself in the promise you just gave me. I see the reflection of the things that I'm not doing, I have done, things maybe I need to correct, stuff I need to apologize for. I see that now. I see that in church. Church brings me to a place, men and women, church brings me to a place where I get the promise and I also understand I got to go on a journey to make sure I'm right. Who is me?
Now, this is what's important to understand. A relationship with God when you're single, married, with children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, divorced, it doesn't matter. A relationship with God will always have you in a place where you're, you know promise and you also know where you are. Always. But it's always a case where like Jacob running from his brother, tricked his father, cohorts with his mother, which he was the favorite, kicked Esau out, God is still chasing Jacob. He's still coming and pursuing Jacob, just like he's coming after you and pursuing you. Constantly coming into your life, constantly reminding you of the greatness he has for you, constantly reminding you of things that can be changed, constantly in your face and saying, listen, I love you, let's get these things done. But especially before you join yourself to another person. You have to let God deal with you. So later on, later on in the scripture, here's what Jacob says when he wakes up. When Jacob wakes up, he says, God is here. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. So now I'll make you a vow. Listen to what he says. My vow is, if you will keep me on this journey I'm going on. If you feed me, put shoes on my feet, and if you bring me back to house, because if you read in, in Genesis 27, Esau said out loud, I'm going to wait till my daddy dies, then I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you for taking the birthright. I'm going to take you out. He says, if you keep me, if you keep me and bring me back to my father's house and my brother doesn't kill me, then I'll make you my God. Here is what he's saying in the Hebrew. He's saying, if I'm going to be ready for a wife, if I'm going to be ready for destiny, my life has to go on a journey. If I'm going to be successful in family, it starts with me and changing me. It doesn't start with who I'm marrying. It starts with me. And if you keep reading, and we're going to do that, Jacob's life begins to, begins to change from day one. God begins to help him unravel, start to deal with things. It's a journey. The person you are now, if you're unmarried, you will be a different person when you finally get married. Can I go back? I asked you a question. Okay, thank you so much. Y'all done heard me say this before, so don't take it personally. But if you take it personally, take it personally, I guess. <laughs> when I say to my son or my daughter or a person in the church, you have done well, you have found a young lady or a young man, maybe in a different church, but, but they believe they're full of the Holy Ghost. They, they love God. Wow, this is awesome. You're getting ready to get married. And I'll say to them up front, follow the process. 
follow the process. Follow the process. Do the process. What is the process? I don't have time to do, do all that. But, but, but don't sleep together. Amen. Don't do nothing together. Don't start acting like you're married. Don't, 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 don't buy no toaster together. I'm, I'm telling you, you start mixing stuff up. Don't buy, don't buy nothing together. Don't get no apartment together. Don't start sleeping together and, and follow the rules. Now you want to get married? Well, your church, I get told this all the time, your church is really strict. Y'all really strict. Y'all really strict. And I'm like, how are we strict? Well, y'all want us to get blood tests. Y'all want us, y'all want us to get blood tests. Y'all want us to do six weeks of a raw of counseling. We in love. We know what we's doing. I'm just trying to keep you from marrying your cousin and uh, uh, ain't nobody trying to mess with you. We, we just want you to know. We, we just want you to be informed. This, this, is what, this is what's going on. Wouldn't you like to know before you marry someone that their liver is not working correctly? It's just a blood test. Well, I loves him. Love don't go real far. I'm just telling, can I, y'all, I, I, I love that woman with my heart, my liver, my toes, everything in me. But love went away in about two months. We had to get together and figure this thing out. Can I tell you something? We still on a journey. We still trying to figure it out after 30 years. Every now and then we hit a new wall. It's like, oh, my God, I don't like you. I don't like you either. What happened? <laughs> but we've learned not to run when we don't like something, though. Follow the process. Well, uh, you know, y'all say, let's look at the bank accounts. I've already looked at his bank account. That's wonderful. But you need to be in a place where someone can scrutinize it. Well, he has $5,000 in the bank. He's saving a lot of money. $5,000 in the bank, he's 35. He'd had this job for, uh, uh, he's had the same job or a job for 15 years. He got $5,000 in the bank. He still lived with his mama, which is good. Ain't got no problem with that. Uh, you know what's in his bank. What about the credit score? I don't know about no credit score. You need to be in a place where you understand the credit score. Credit score. Credit score. You need to understand the credit score. You need to, you need to know how much money she owes her daddy. This is what happens with a senior leader. Am I still teaching? As a senior leader, as a senior leader, and a lady I loved with all my heart, been married a long time, and I just kept saying, I kept saying, y'all need to go, just go through counseling. Oh, Pastor, the Lord, the Lord, you know, and I'm like, y'all, don't do that to me. When y'all say God, I, what am I going to say? No, God ain't saying it. I, it's, it's difficult for me. You say God, and I'm like, no, it ain't God. I don't want to be against God. But I said it to this lady, I don't smell no God up in this thing nowhere. <laughs> but if you say it's God, praise God. 
went out there, let some loosey-goosey lady with a turban on her head that they don't know marry him. Came back to church. Wonderful. You married now. Bless you. In counseling every week. I said, something is up here. So I said, we're going to do a police check. Oh, no, Pastor, we don't need no police. Now, because you're telling me we don't need one. The man she married was married. And if they just done the process, touch your neighbor and say, this is family series. This is, just, this is just what it is. I know he's married. So I go to the meeting to conduct it. I kept the police report, you know, behind me. I'm, I'm giving you an opportunity to tell this woman you love the truth. I, she know everything. She know everything about me. I said, I'm giving you the opportunity to tell her the truth. She knows everything. Okay. Have, have you ever had a relationship before? Yeah, I've had girlfriends. Have you ever been married before? No, I've never been married. I'm like, I'm, you know, how many of y'all play dominoes? What you do when you know you're getting ready to win with that last domino? <laughs> yup. Man, where you get this woman from? These women here, I love dominoes. Slam it down. Y'all need to be saved, saved. Dominoes. Don't be gambling now with Dominoes. I said, I'm going to give this to you, sir. I'm going to give it to you. He read it, then he read it to her. Everything they bought together was null and void. Five, six years of her life. Just follow the process. Well, I love her. Is that love going to go away in two months? Y'all ready for me to move on? I'm going to move on in a minute. Look here. <gasps> when I saw Linnell, she was nine. I was 12. Right? My father led her grandfather to the Lord. So we would go to their church all the time. So I saw her familiar. We became friends because our churches would fellowship. 
Then in, in, in high school, we knew one another. <clears throat> then in college. And I, I knew her, right? But when she got to USM, I saw somebody walk across campus. I didn't know. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Dave. <laughs> when I saw her walk across campus in that blue jean skirt, it was sanctified, but she knew how to work it. Uh, you know, they would make up. How many of y'all grew up? Y'all, y'all know what I'm saying? They would make, they make some of them denim skirts where they come down around you, then, then hug you on the way down, and then come out. Oh, yeah, girl, they did. Your mama know. Ask your mama. I said, now, that ain't the little girl I saw. <laughs> no, no. That's a whole nother thing right there. First thought in my mind was Willie David Wilcher, her father, the scariest man you would ever want to meet in your life. And I said to myself, self, if you really want, because I knew her. I knew her people, mom, dad, uncles, nieces, nephews. I knew her folks. I knew what she was learning. I knew, I knew everything about her in that sense. And in my mind, the thought was, Martin, you don't have a clue as to what a marriage is. Your parents died young, and the people in your church now, none of those marriages is what I want for you. And if you want this girl, I got a long way to take you. You don't even understand what you talk about. It was a long journey, and I couldn't tell her I was praying. It was kind of witchcraft. Lord, please don't let her marry nobody else till I'm ready. <laughs> I ain't ready. She know I ain't ready, but shoot. Lewis Lips, y'all don't know Lewis Lips, the, 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 the rookie of the year with the Steelers. Back in the day, y'all don't know nothing. Lewis liked her. Basketball players, I mean, all that, they just liked her. So I'm like, she's like, what do you think of him? I'm like, oh, he's a great guy. Shoot. Mary. It's like, but, 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 but I wasn't ready. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm still not ready. It's a journey. You got to let God give you a man. He may be quiet. He may not look the way you want and dreamed he would look. He may not have what you think a man should have. You can get him some tea. I'm not laughing. No, okay, where's the serious section in this church? No, 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 no. You, you want a man, you want a man that'll take care of himself in such a way 
that when the family hits a wall, when issues start to happen, things start to fall apart, things that you plan aren't working anymore. You want a man that knows how to stand silently for the promise God made to your family. You want a man that won't turn to a liquor bottle or some pills or another woman when it gets bad. And if he does, even if you have a man that turns to one of those three things, eventually comes to himself and says, you know what? I'm going back to the house. Jacob said, keep me on this journey. If you keep me on this journey, if you keep me on this journey, if you keep me, I'm in jail right now, but I see my future. If you keep me on this journey and I get that girl, I get that girl that's worthy of you, God. Children come out of her that's worthy of you, God. Grandchildren come out of my children that's worthy of you. If you keep me, I'll stand, I'll sit, I'll lay down, I'll work for my family, I'll stay in this for my family, I'll believe for my family, and he did. What did he do? He says, uh, you know, I'm not going to lift this. Come on, Leon, get this for me. Look at him. <laughs> that thing on the rug. Watch this, y'all. Just pick the whole rug up with the rock on it. Look at that, y'all. Bring it down here for me. Put it right there. Now pose like you did something. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> y'all need to get married in this church. Y'all need to have some babies. We need some more children like you. Your families are beautiful. We need more children like you. Jacob said, if you keep me on this journey of becoming a man, if you, if you keep me on this journey of becoming a woman, just because I'm a man doesn't make me a husband. And just because I'm a husband doesn't mean I'm the husband she dreamed yet. And I know it. But that's my endeavor. See, I don't know what men in here feel like me. But when I start to describe Linnell to people, I realize more and more I got more than I could have believed for. I got more than I deserved. I got more than I could handle. I got a woman with more capacity than my little dreams. 
that I'm the biggest frustration in her life because her mind, her brain, her spiritual womb is so big, she can carry so many things at once. I got more than I could ever pray for. Now, I don't know, Leon, but Dara, seemed like that would have went over better, what I just said. You're not married, so I'll talk to you. Seemed like I would have had maybe two or three husbands stand up and say, me too, pastor. I don't even know what you're talking about, pastor. I got more than I deserve. The woman I got is amazing. She's crazy good. She's scary beautiful. Y'all sit down. It's too weak. Sit down. I said sit down. You sit up. Let me go back then. No, I'm going back. I'm going back. She said, don't go back. I'm going back. I thank God that God gave Martin more than he could have ever prayed for. More than he could ever deserve. More than he could ever handle. Okay, men, act like you're at a Husker game and we're winning. Okay, let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Uh, 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 uh. Let's see what happens. Y'all sit down. Any women in here, you feel like God gave you a man that's so brilliant, you're just waiting for him to pop out. You're just waiting for him to show up. You're just waiting for him to do. Okay, that was week two. I'll just move on. It's going to be a long month. Jacob has a stone. He laid his head on it. He took that stone after revelation that was a pillow. He set it up as an altar. He poured oil on it. And he lifted his hand in Hebrew and he said, this is me. I, I don't have to tell you what I did. You know what I did. You know what my name is. You know, they named me Trickster. They named me Jacob. I am what my name is. <laughs> I've done a lot of stuff. I've been through some things. My own father doesn't even know I lied to him. But God... Now I see destiny in front of me. And before I get to this woman over here, before I get in someone's life and mess it up, before I get in a covenant with someone and I may not be able to keep my covenant, I'm going to make an altar. And I'm going to get in front of it. I'm going to say, this is me. I'm bringing all of me to you. I'm bringing my dreams, I'm bringing my failures, I'm bringing your promises, I'm bringing everything that's ever happened to me in my life, I'm bringing what's happened to me and what I did to others. I'm bringing it to you and I'm saying, this is me. Whether wretched, 
whether undone, whether uneducated, whether lost, whether broken, whether taken advantage of or I've taken advantage of others, this is me. Know me. I want you to know me. I want you to deal with me. I don't want you to deal with my wife. I don't want you to deal with my children. I want you to deal with me. Anyone who feels like either I'm in your business or this is too much for you. It is a sign that you got some stuff you need to let God deal with. Anybody have children? I'm not there yet, but any of you, your children are married now? Your children are married now. What was that like? (laughs) Seriously, you should ask some of these folks whose children are married. How many nights of sleep did they lose? How many wish they could have helped their children choose better? <laughs> you know, y'all, y'all don't want to talk to y'all. Okay, y'all don't want to talk to me. Okay, watch this. Watch this. How many of you, your children are married? Now, y'all, I can't do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I was gonna ask them to keep their hands up if they could have love for the opportunity to help their children choose better. No, 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 don't raise your hand. Because your children may be sitting next to you with their spouse. You're like, yeah, I wish I, ooh, pastor. This fella, she brought to the house. It's like. God dealt with me. It took him, I was 26, before I was even close to thinking about being married. And he dealt with me. He revealed to me. He embarrassed me. He let me get caught. I was confronted by men in my church, men in my college group. He had to teach me how to be single so that once I got married, I would not depend on her for my happiness. When someone says you make me happy, it's a sign. They're not mature. Their rice ain't quite cooked. The elevator is not going to the top. If the cornbread is soggy in the middle. (laughs) Because it's impossible for you to make someone happy. And if a person says you make them happy, it means you can make them unhappy. So right now, it's really all about you. We've got problems in our marriage. Yes, and it's you. Come on. on. (laughs) 
I thought I was going to marry him. I thought I was going to marry her. Now I don't think they're the right one for me. You're wrong. You're the wrong one for them. Because once you deal with yourself, you can pretty much get along with So, lights up, no music right now. <laughs> Some of you need to present yourself, especially if you're unmarried. You need to present yourself to God. This is me. I know I'm a man. I know I have seed in me. I have seed in me. I can give that seed to a woman and produce a baby. I know I'm a man, but the seed doesn't make me a father. How I think makes me a father. I know I have a uterus. I know I have eggs. I know they are mature. They're mature at 10 or 12 for some girls. But having eggs, a uterus doesn't make me a mother. I have to prepare for that. I have to get ready for that. We are married. We are a couple. A couple doesn't mean you're ready for children. When y'all look at me, I kind of feel like y'all not, what, I don't know what's going on. What, what's going on? If, 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 if you're, if you right now, if you rather carry the big Louis Vuitton purse and not a diaper bag, <laughs> you, 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 you are not, you, you. You might be ready for marriage, but you're not ready for children. Because that, you ain't going to have that Louis Vuitton on your arm unless it's date night for a long time. This message has not and will not ever be an indictment against anyone who's made a mistake, against anyone whose marriage failed, against anyone who got caught in adultery, against anyone who got caught in fornication, against anyone who's made a mistake. This is not an indictment. I'm telling you that God has a future for you and your family, regardless of where you've been, what you've gone through, whatever you suffered. That's all I'm saying. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's message. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you are interested in not missing any other videos that we upload, make sure to click the subscribe button down below. Also, if this message has impacted you in such a way, you can also click the link down below to donate and to give to our ministries here at Ambassadors Worship Center. Anyway, thank you so much and we'll see you next week.